Welcome to the Entrepreneur Invite with your host Sarah Peel. On this podcast, we talk about all things business related, starting up, believing in yourself, and along with tips and tricks on how to run a successful business as either a first time entrepreneur or a returning entrepreneur. This is the eighth episode, and on this episode, we are going to get a little personal. If you have listened to some of my previous episodes where I have talked a little bit about my backstory and my own history as running a business and working for myself as well as trying to make it successful, what I consider success versus what was maybe not as successful to some people, but also just in general the struggles of running it, especially for a first time for somebody who really had not very much experience in terms of running a business or even working for very many other people either. So on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about why I gave it up. Um, I know previously I've had episodes where I've told you my story, but I don't think I actually ever really went into detail on why I left behind the company that I started, why I gave it up, what led up to it, what caused it, things along those lines. So to kind of get started, I'm going to fast forward back to 2007 when I was freshly out of high school and I was starting to kind of work in the industry or not in industry but I was working in retail and things along those lines in restaurants. So my first job ever I actually ever done was the Easter Bunny. Um, so it was a seasonal job so that was a good experience to a degree while not as good as maybe as what others might have expected. Um, I did actually work pretty much full-time. It was actually better than minimum wage at the time to pay, and I actually did enjoy my co-workers for the most part. But if you know, if you know anything about me, I actually live in Savannah, Georgia, which is here on the coast, and if you know anything about Georgia, or let alone really the South, you know that there's not a lot of jobs, not a lot of industries that come out here and do a lot of stuff, especially in smaller towns. You know, we have Atlanta here in Georgia, which is the biggest city of the state, so pretty much everything is attracted there and goes there. But here in Savannah, we're like four hours away from Atlanta. Um, if you ride Greyhound or if you fly, you're about an hour away from it, so it's not easy to try to get a job in Atlanta when you live in Savannah, especially when that's where your home is and everything you know and everyone you know, plus without a lot of experience. And at the time, in 2007, as we know, the economy was starting to kind of slip away and slip under a little bit. So I didn't have a lot of hope. Um, after that, I actually had a couple different jobs working at uh, the Great American Cookie Company at one of our malls. Um, they were reopening at last after being there for a while. And then we also had some jobs in terms of uh, working movie theater, um, I also have worked for a shoe store, but not a lot, so not a lot of jobs, a lot of them were very short term in terms of how long I lasted with them for different reasons, I'm not going to get into that because that's not really important, but basically when it rolled around 2008, I was kind of sick of trying to find a job that was A, going to be 40 hours a week because none of the jobs I aforementioned said was really that other than the seasonal job that I had. And it wasn't exactly what I was wanting. You know, the money wasn't great. Um, I had no car, so I was running to public transportation. Those were pre-Uber days, so it was kind of difficult to get around. I couldn't work in port because I didn't, A, have the clearance. B, I didn't really want the clearance. Trying to get a head start as, you know, a young adult and also in the company, or not in a company, but in a city where there just wasn't a lot of options and things that I really wasn't interested. Sure, I could have joined the military. We have a lot of military, but is that really what I wanted to do? You know, that was kind of the time when we were still kind of reeling from that post 9-11 and a lot of rumors of wars and things along those lines. It's just a bunch of stuff that I just didn't want to deal with. So I started thinking, okay, knowing my history, knowing my mother's history, 
she actually was a stay is a stay at home mother. She wanted to make some money, but she didn't want to have to leave her home to do and try to get a job, you know, nine to five job elsewhere. Um, previously, we lived in the Denver and Dallas areas, so there were a lot of well, should have been a lot of opportunities. But again, somebody who didn't drive and also not having a lot of experience that caused quite a bit of issue and trouble for her. Um, so she wanted to really kind of work from home. And, you know, this was pre-internet days, you know, or days the internet was really in infancy. Not a lot of um, opportunities were known out there, you know, it was still kind of new. And she tried her best. Um, she tried a couple different avenues, nothing really paid out. We're not going to go into why or how. But I kind of was under the impression, okay, you know, I heard other people saying they could make money online, they had the lifestyle they wanted to live, and that sounded attractive to me. I think if you're even a young adult today, and you know, grow up in this age, day and age where you see social media stars and people making good livings online, you know, I think most people are going to say, hey, you know, I kind of want that. I kind of want freedom to do things on my time, my way. I don't want to have to be responsible to somebody. I don't want to have to work nine to five. I think that's what most people want, no matter what age, what your, you know, pay range, range is, anything. People want freedom, and working for yourself really kind of gives you that freedom that nothing else really can give you. So, you know, that was obviously something that was attractive to me. Um, so I decided to take a challenge to challenge myself, to prove to myself so I would force myself to go and get a better job or try to broaden my horizons, I thought, okay, I'm going to see if it's even possible to get a work-at-home job online or start a company because I knew at the time, you know, that at the time I really wasn't aware of very many companies that hire work-from-home people. It seemed super competitive. It was still kind of coming more into the known and become better known in the internet. So I wasn't really comfortable with that. Plus, I'll be honest, at the time, you know, we had dial-up internet still. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, so it was something that, you know, I had to be mindful of. So once I started doing research, I decided, okay, you know, obviously I didn't have money for, like, a store startup. Um, affiliate marketing really wasn't what I wanted to look into. It wasn't really what I was into. Uh, I didn't have a lot of big social circle, um, partly because... I didn't really know very many people there in my city, and then also, I'm just not a social person. I mean, I'm kind of an introvert, so as you, if you're an introvert, you kind of understand the struggles of that. So, sales wasn't really what I was wanting to do or look into, so I decided, okay, what, what does this limit to me, you know, to do? What can I possibly do to work from home within my constraints of what I can and cannot do? So, that left a few options. One of the easier options that really, to me, appeared to have zero startup costs and really just uh, took some creativity and trying to find free solutions to was freelance writing. Now, this is where it gets interesting because my whole life, I actually was somebody who kind of hated writing. Um, I was never the best English student. Obviously, English is my native language. I grew up in it. Um, but still, you know, it struggled. It was a struggle for me. It wasn't something that came natural to me. It wasn't my passion. But, you know, I decided, well, some people say anyone could do it. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to see if it's possible. So what I started was with a free blog on blogger.com. And I just started posting stuff that I thought was interesting, writing short little articles. Um, you know, I kind of threw my hat in haphazardly, you know. I didn't really put a lot of thought into or input. You know, I just kind of went with the flow. And then I started going on websites where they had forums for freelance writers um, and things along those, and I actually started applying for some of the jobs. And then also at the time, I also got started with Associated Content, which is sadly now a defunct website, but it was kind of an early content mill, if you're familiar with that, if you're in the writing industry, which is basically 
you they pay you money for articles. Um, a lot of it was revenue share, so meaning you got some of the ad revenue that came from the articles when people read them, and then they also had upfront paying articles, and that was my specialty. That's what I like to do. So after a few months of doing this, I had a couple uh, posts up on my own blog. I had a couple associated content articles that got published and approved by the editors, and you know I was feeling good. I felt confident, so I started applying for some other jobs, and I actually landed my very first job where I was writing a lot of um, copywriting articles for sales marketing things like those. Like I said, I wasn't a great salesperson, but doing research and knowing kind of an idea on how to write halfway decently, I was able to actually make some decent money, or what I thought was decent money at the time. So that was encouraging. Um, it was a lot of work, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was kind of a, a low-ball job. Um, they would give me a set of articles that I had a deadline, I had to write them by, I had to write them, it had word counts, keywords, so I was able to get that done, and I was pretty successful with it. Um, and then eventually that ended because of technical difficulties, and after that I had decided okay, I want to find a better paying job. So slowly I started leaving behind the writer's forums and started going to sites like Craigslist.com, which I know they have a bad reputation and understandably so, but actually the funny thing is my current job that I'm working, actually I got from Craigslist, which is funny enough. So it's actually, it is a doable place to find job leads, work possibilities. Um, at the time, they really kind of were more free for the writing in the bigger cities, so a lot of companies would go and post this online because they'd have to pay money up front. That changed later on, but we'll get to that later on. So I, I actually found quite a few leads, and I was starting to build up my uh, clientele, and I was starting to do pretty successful. Um, but then 2009 rolled around when my father lost his job, and was kind of forced into retirement due to his age, and that was difficult. Um, you know, he was the one mainly one supporting us, so that meant I had to kind of amp up my own writing. So I really started focusing on trying to build more clientele, get better paying jobs, and that was a struggle. Um, it got to the point where the more jobs I had, the harder it was to keep balance of everything. My time management skills were not in the best place. They're better today than they were at the time. Like I said, I was still quite young at the time. So it was a struggle. Uh, but I made it do. I worked with it. You know, I kept looking. I looked every day. I was kind of the mentality of, you know, you have to continuously look. Because even in this day and age, and this was even true back then, was that, you know, there's really not much stability in the market, especially at that time when it was very volatile and the economy was tanking and just a bunch of things along those lines. It just, it didn't feel steady or safe, so I was kind of always under an impression, you know, you got to keep your possibilities and doors open, just keep looking, keep looking, keep looking, because you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. And, and that kind of, him losing his job and that whole stability thing kind of brought that more into reality and really the forefront of my mind where I really kind of focused on that, and maybe I shouldn't have at the time, but that's really what kind of took over. During that time, it was really difficult. Um, I was trying to make ends meet. Money wasn't great. A lot of websites, it was kind of like a second dot-com burst, if you think about it. A lot of sites stopped paying their writers. Um, advertisement revenue was going down dramatically. YouTube was on the rise. Um, so it just seemed a lot of iffy things. Like, it was just kind of hard to find a way to make a decent living off of freelance writing alone, so I started looking for other uh, 
other jobs and other ways to pull in a profit at that time. So that led me to have a part-time job um, in PC repair, which I actually studied. Uh, that wasn't a great experience. Again, this isn't about that, but it's just, you know, kind of let you know that I was in a place where really I was desperate and I was looking for anything, just something to supplement my writing while I tried to build it up. And then also during that time around 2009, 2008, another really downside thing was as I mentioned before, when I first started, I didn't even think failure was an option. I mean, I knew it was possible, but that really wasn't an option to me. I really believed in myself, and I thought with the right skills and knowledge and research and belief in myself and marketing, I could be successful. And in turn, looking back, I was pretty successful for somebody who's really just kind of going into their completely blindsided, not knowing what they were doing, not knowing really any marketing skills or anything along those lines. I actually was pretty successful for that. Um, I do think that was because of research and just trying to be business savvy and then trying to always continuously learn in the journey was helpful, kind of led to that. But so I had other people in my life, not my immediate family. But people in my extended family who kind of really like, you know, oh, you know, should you be doing that? You know, what happens if, if you can't make ends meet? Things along those lines. And while that never occurred to me on my own, when I started hearing that kind of sit in the back of my mind, and then when we kind of struggled financially at the time, where I was trying to kind of balance all and find other jobs, even outside of their home, just to supplement my income, it kind of really depressed me and uh, brought us down to a point where it was like, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe this is why I'm struggling to make in Maybe this is why I'm not finding good clients. You know, maybe I'm not a good writer. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I don't have the skills or savvy. And that was really a scary time and depressing because it was almost like these people, if these people didn't believe in me, how would anyone else believe? Now, if you listen to last week's episode, I kind of go into that and talk about why you need to believe in yourself why that matters most of all, so I'm going to touch a little bit on this as well. But if you want to hear more on that, check out the episode called Believe in Yourself. But really, you have to understand, if, no one, if you want to sell something, a skill of yours, service of yours, whatever, you have to believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe you, and you have to make people believe you, and you have to be believable. So you have to believe in yourself and know without a doubt you're able to do it. Yeah, you're going to run into hardship and a lot of ups and downs and bumps. And times you're going to want to throw in the hat and give up. And, you know, you're not going to always make a sale every time. You're not going to always win the client over. You're not always going to be able to keep a client. But at that time, you know, you really have to believe in yourself, especially starting up. And remember, it's a labor of love for the first 10 years or so. You know, it's going to take more time, sweat, and effort. And you're not going to make a lot of money at first. This is true. This is something I've learned looking back now, and I realize, and I think that was kind of my issue, was that I was expecting this huge turnout, because I've seen other people doing it, without counting in the fact that these people were doing it longer than I, um, maybe they had a little bit more knowledge going into it than I, and things along those lines, which made it tough. But, you know, going back to the topic, you know, knowing that I was struggling, and that I wasn't finding a good enough job, I couldn't get a good one. Um, a lot of people try scam writers. I'm going to be upright and honest on that. And maybe in a future episode, I can give tips on how to prevent that, um, because that is a huge issue. But it happens. And unfortunately, you know, I was experiencing a lot of that because a lot of pain markets just were either drying up and vanishing or because of competition. Around that time, kind of freelance writing was starting to really kind of be kind of the hot internet job at the moment because, you know, it was something they could really start up on their own. So it was a lot of competition, not enough jobs, and that was tough. So I was starting to internalize what 
other people told me and thinking maybe they're right maybe I can't do this so that led to a few failures at other jobs outside the home I even worked at McDonald's which literally lasted one day um, needless to say because I got actually violently ill from that job um, I'm not going to go into what I mean by violently ill but it happened so after that I just kind of threw in a hat about for a job outside home and just started going back looking for a job inside home and still writing. Now, I, throughout all this time, I did have a stable client. I'm using this term as loosely because what, you know, while they might have paid every month, the pay wasn't great. They kept yo-yoing up and down. Um, they got greedy and that's maybe for our future episode as well on that, like my experience with that was a, what I thought was a good company versus turned out to be a disaster. Eventually, um, I got the job that I have today and I actually started on an independent contractor with them. Um, but the pay was great. The hours were steady. I loved it. I was able to work at home. It really was a dream come true. And at that time, I was also doing social media marketing for another company. And I um, actually was doing quite well with that. I was kind of climbing and taking on more clients. It was good. So, as you can imagine, I was working basically three jobs. <laughs> three jobs every single day, pretty much. I really didn't have a day off because, you know, it was scheduling. Now, with um, social media marketing, I was an employee with them. But nothing was, was never 40 hours kind of job. Um, you know, I had my shifts that I was scheduled for every week, so I knew when to work those. It was a minimum wage. I enjoyed the work. It was fun. But then it kind of started slipping down. Uh, then I was working my other job, which was 40 hours a week and good pay. And I actually really enjoyed it. It was kind of within the technology um, niche that I enjoy and love. And something I was kind of looking for in IT realm. So I was very satisfied with that. And then I was still freelance writing on the site. Now at that time, I kind of stopped looking for other clients just mostly because I got sick of it. And then my, my table was filled with work. I really didn't have room to take on anything else. I was just trying to relax and my health actually went down. Um, you know, I was starting to have stomach issues and just things in general that weren't pleasant. Um, I would, a lot of times I wouldn't go to bed until four in the morning, uh, because I didn't feel good. I was depressed. Um, time management skills was lacking. We really had like one computer. I was sharing with my sister who was working from home as well. It was tough. It was a real struggle. Um, I was, you know, my writing client, they wouldn't send me the articles until late in the evening. So, you know, I was kind of forced to do them late at night, but I was already tired after I already did an eight hour shift, plus what other shifts I had with social media. And it just became kind of this long, dark cycle of depression and trying to get everything done and stay on top of my work while battling depression. Um, it was difficult. So, during that time, you know, I was feeling bad, I was feeling down on myself, I wasn't feeling good physically, uh, my anxiety was through the roof, you know, I was stressed out, I was like, how am I going to make ends meet, how am I going to survive? It was a scary time. And that, I think that showed in my work to a certain degree, I, I don't think I put out my best work, in terms, at least for writing especially, because, you know, I often say this, this is true, Creative, the creative field is actually much more difficult than working in a retail or a restaurant. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is creativity and writing and all that, anything within the creativity world, it's taxing because you have to use your imagination, you have to think things up, you have to kind of build it from the ground up. And that's very taxing. And you have to do that every day, multiple times a day. You know, it takes a lot of energy. And then a lot of times, you know, we artistic people have a tendency to be a little bit emotionally attached to what we do. 
And if things aren't perceived that well, taken well by others, or, you know, things don't turn out the way we think, or we take something maybe somebody doesn't mean negatively, and we take it in negatively, it's really taxing. It's a very taxing type of work to do. So, you know, you pair that up with depression, it's not a good mix. So, you know, I was trying to do all that, and um, eventually that writing client, they, like I said, they got greedy, and they were having financial difficulties because of their greed. Um, I ended up quitting because I wasn't happy with them. I weren't happy for them for a while. I already had two other jobs, and I had to prioritize my own health. Um, that had to come first set point because I was just, I was not doing well at all. I was sick more than not, and I just... I needed the break, and, you know, I, I prayed about it, I thought about it, um, I had others around me saying, you know, maybe you need to let go of some of this other stuff. Part of me was afraid to let go of it, because I remembered the difficulties, and at that time, we were just starting to get out of that, uh, so, you know, I was, I was really upset, but also, like I said, I kind of stopped believing in myself, and my skills, and my abilities, and I was just tired of it. At that point, it was about, mm, six or seven years doing it continuously, and I just, I had enough, so I quit that. Then fast forward about mm, maybe a year later or six months later, I ended up leaving my social media job because the money wasn't worthwhile that, and that was also taxing on me. Um, I was starting to have some issues with their system. I felt like some of the management didn't care, and, you know, it was starting to interfere with my other work while I was actually starting to climb the ladder with that, my other job. So I ended up going back to having one job. And that happened for a few years. Um, I want to say that happened probably around 2005. The no, 2015, sorry. 2015 is when that happened. And uh, since then, I've enjoyed my time kind of doing things my own and doing the other job, having one job. Um, but I'm going to be honest, the inner entrepreneur in my heart has been itching for a while. And, uh, you know, while I look back on my journey as a freelance writer, I see things that I could have done better, I should have done better, um, things that I wish I knew then that I know now. Looking back, it's hindsight. It's 2020. And I decided, you know, the time has come where I just, I'm, you know, I don't need it. I don't need to do this, but I want to do it. The desire, I think once you've been an entrepreneur, it's hard to get rid of that desire and longing to kind of have your own job and, and doing things your way. Because, you know, I'm someone who's fiercely independent, and I don't like being told how to do things. So when you're an entrepreneur, you're kind of doing things your way. No one else can tell you what you're doing is right or wrong. They may try, but they can't really do that because you're the top dog in it. So that itch started to come back, and I fought it. I fought it good and hard. Um, but, you know, the time has come where it's kind of like... I, I really want to get back. So some of my first forays into that, I've looked back to get back into freelance writing. Um, it has seemed to kind of made a comeback in terms of the jobs out there, which is good news. But that's not something I feel confident in doing uh, for multiple reasons. And I don't know if I could, I would actually want to get back in writing for other people, to be honest. Um, if the right job happens and I find it, that would be great. Uh, I did actually have one freelance writing job for a tech site. Um, actually, I read it for them two different times. I read a couple articles for them for PC World, and later on, they had a site called Gearblog, and I wrote for them as well, and they paid really well, and I really liked it. Um, so if anything came up like that again, I probably would consider, reconsider. But um, some of my first forays into this has actually been ebook writing. I have written two ebooks. Unfortunately, they are super niche. 
Um, so I actually haven't really sold any, unfortunately, because, like I said, I, I have a tendency to kind of, like, obscure things, so it's kind of hard to find the niche market for it. So that's been difficult, but I am writing on a new book that I'm actually excited for that I think will be useful. Um, I'm hoping to get that published soon. We'll see. Uh, like I said, time management is a struggle for me, um, but I'm working on it. And then now this podcast, and then also my site, bizblazes.com, which is a affiliate of the email processing system where you get paid to process emails and teach other people how to become independent. It is a great business idea and concept and something I truly believe in and something that does not require a lot of time. And I can kind of do it on my own terms and time. So that's good. And it's kind of getting me back into web designing again, which I've loved, as well as uh, social media marketing and marketing in general. And then um, this podcast, obviously. So the reason why I decided to start this podcast was a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to help teach other people uh, things to avoid and pitfalls to avoid when they get started, as well as kind of share my own journey and kind of, um, kind of record and keep up with what my current journey is getting back into it, because I am doing it slow. Um, I've only been doing this podcast for about a month now, so it's actually kind of exciting to see where this goes. Um, I've been pleased with my results so far. I'm hoping it continues to grow, and I'm hoping that you find these episodes helpful and you want to hear more, because I think I do have a lot of good examples and points, as well as good tips, because, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Things I wish that I knew differently versus what I would do differently now, um, things I would have done the same, and I kind of want to teach that with everyone who is new to this. So if you want to hear more or you find this info helpful and you want to support me, there's a couple different things. One is now on my host for my podcast, Anchor, but you can also do this through any of the podcast uh, platforms you use to listen to this, you can actually subscribe. It works a little bit like Patreon, if you're familiar with that, in the YouTube realm of things. But it's a subscription, and you can give a monthly subscription to give me a little money to help kind of fund this and get better technology equipment for this so it can get bigger and better, as well as maybe help me pay for a little bit of marketing on this. Um, it would be awesome to do that. Obviously, I don't you know, I don't expect a lot of money out of it, but, you know, I didn't start for that. I started for self-fulfillment and just having fun because I've always wanted a radio show, so this is kind of feeling, fulfilling that dream of mine. So if you want to support, please go ahead and feel free to subscribe to that. Or you can actually go ahead and check out bizblazes.com, which is a little bit of a side news that I'm trying to run to find out an easy way to basically get paid to be social. And then also, you know, share these episodes, tweet it, uh, share on Facebook, let people know if you find something helpful and useful. And if you actually want to go ahead and let me know if you have an idea for a possible episode or a topic you want to see handled on Entrepreneur Bites, you can go ahead and email me. Um, you can check out my email on bizblazes.com. You can also follow my technology blog, MissVirtualRealityBlog.com. And I hope to hear from you guys soon, and I hope that this is continuing to be educational, and we can work on this together and grow our dreams together. So until then, I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Entrepreneur Byte Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to show your support or find more useful information, please do not forget to check out our official website, which is the Entrepreneur Byte Podcast, which can be found at tebpodcast.blogspot.com. That is tebpodcast.blogspot.com 
www.blogspot.com. You could also check out my own personal blog, MrVirtualRealityBlog.com, where I discuss all topics technology related. You can also find Entrepreneur Byte on YouTube by searching for the Entrepreneur Byte or Sarah Peel. Twitter, you can tweet me at MVR00 if you have any questions or you just want to discuss stuff and get to know me better you can also check out bizblazes.com where i can teach you to be prepared to be social if you want to get started on your entrepreneurial journey along the way and thank you for your continued support new episode will come out next sunday mm-hmm.